We're in it together, trusting the process, showing up for it all. And here's where we let it land. Welcome to another episode of Let It Land. I'm your host, Katty Nakai. Over the next few episodes, we're going to be exploring the role of the content creator, the digital storyteller during massive change. And today, we're going to talk to someone who's been in the online space for 11 years. She's a content strategy coach, a freelance writer and blogger, and she's even coached me through my own transition from mom blogger to an empowered content creator, helping me embrace my disabilities and rediscover the worthiness of my story. She's a super special lady, but before I introduce you to her, I want to share something with you. Between my Crohn's and neurosymptoms and fibromyalgia causing everything from incontinence to super painful flares and managing my mixed connective tissue disease and arthritis and all the other autoimmune conditions I have, I basically live in Nixwear. These bras and underwear are super soft, seamless, supportive, leak-proof and wire-free, and I feel awesome in them whatever I'm doing, whether I'm doing physio or I'm totally dressed up, I even wore them at my wedding. So right now I'm going to give $10 off your purchase and all you have to do is click the special link in the notes and then use the code NYX10 at checkout. Isn't that awesome? And now it is my incredible pleasure to introduce you to Rebecca Stanizek. Becky, I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Thank you for having me. I would like you to do my introductions for everything forever. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'll be your hype girl. No problem. I've Love got it. this. This. Um, I am so, so thrilled that you're here because this is something really cool. Now, you've been blogging for over 10 years. I know yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So have I now, which is hilarious. Although, although Bump and Hustle disappeared into the ether, but I that's know. okay. It's okay. Um, but you know what's so funny is that our stories have changed since we started our blogs, right? Absolutely. And our careers have changed. And here we are at another interesting intersection of massive change. This is yet another episode that we are talking through the lens of COVID-19 and its effect on us, quarantine. How is this experience changing your blog, changing your writing, changing your story? Yeah, I think the first thing that has happened, I mean, we're we're seven weeks, almost eight weeks in now, I guess, at the time of this recording. And I would say, you know, it's just been hard in the sense of um, things have, things are different. So usually, and so for 11 years, I've been blogging and writing and sharing stories and building a business of social media content and content strategy and freelance writing and all these different things, you know, out of this stay-at-home mom start that I had, that was where I started. And so now I think the hardest thing is the acceptance of um, the change isn't to the point where I can adjust in that same way. So I'm adapting to things and I'm trying to, you know, produce the way I used to, but it's not the same. So in the very early days when all this started, it quickly came clear that with the kids home and both my husband and I working from home still and all these things happening and these feelings, big feelings in the beginning, beginning especially, that it wasn't going to be how it used to be. And so letting go of that control, relinquishing some of that, you know, the goals I had set, the strategy I had built for myself going into the year, 
really had to be adjusted. So once I kind of started to give myself permission to be okay with that, uh, it it got not easier, but it just it settled a little bit better because I've been busy and it's been good and work has been a, a really welcome, lovely distraction. Uh, but even writing a blog post now takes me so long, so long. Oh my gosh. I so, <laughs> I so feel you. And I have to tell you something really funny because you're going to laugh. So just to bring everybody up to speed, um, I was blogging at thebumpandhustle.com for like 10 years and it, it did. I also tracked my story from like, you know, parenting to like a totally, it was a different arc and have had so many different approaches. It disappeared. And so I started catinakai.com and Becky, I have to tell you, I wrote like two posts. Now three are in the back end. I'm not getting them out. Um, and the weirdest thing is they're recipes. I've never been a recipe <laughs> blogger, never been a food blogger, but quarantine has me making food and like baking the weirdest stuff. I I laughed at myself. I'm like, I've never, this is the weirdest thing. This is All so not thing. Now you're a food blogger, but that's, we just, we adjust. That's how we go. We're just adjusting. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, RebeccaStanzik.com should have more content, content than it does, but which was part of my 2020 plan, uh, because I'm using it as an anchor for the work that I'm doing more and more. And yet it barely does. Bit of mom sense, which has been my home for 11 years. It's definitely, you know, that's been my blog, my parenting, my life, my journey, uh, it just, it's hard. It's not the same to create what I was really lucky and fortunate for. One of the things I advocate for and teach other bloggers and other content creators about and have for some time is this use of evergreen content and repurposing content. So in the first few weeks when I barely could function and get these words out, you know, I was just making sure clients had their work. And so I just wasn't feeling creative. In the first few weeks, what I did was I repurposed a lot of old posts, things that were going to help parents, recipes that were easy to make. I was able to go back because I have 11 years of archives and pull out those posts that had still some value. And we all have that often content creators. We have those kind of posts. So I turned to the things that I had been educating on for so many years. I leaned into that, which really helped. Thank goodness, because um, I just I, I now it's getting a bit better. But. Yeah, even the recipes. Everyone's baking now. Everyone's baking. It's the funniest thing. That and like mask making. It's kind of just, well, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's very on point. I mean, what are you going to do, right? It's timely. We're going to look back at these posts and we're going to look back at this content and go, wow, you know, that definitely captured what's going on or even the lack of posts. Even yeah, and that's of- it. I finally just put up a post. I was seven weeks in and finally put a like, here's a little bit about my family and what we're feeling and, and dealing with because I had no, I was, I had no history. I hadn't been tracking it in that sense. I was living it and not tracking it, which for a writer is very counter. You know, normally I'm very keen to share my words uh, and put it down on paper. But so I finally did get a post, an updated post up. But it's changing. It's it's changing how people are running their businesses, how they're writing, how they're sharing their stories, where they're sharing their stories, how they're connecting with people. We really had to turn to these new platforms and new places because, you know, the only way to see people is is by video or on the phone or so it's changing a lot of things for sure. Yeah, there's definitely I've noticed a lot of people are engaging differently as well. 
And a lot of people are, you know, where before they might like just throw something up. All of a sudden there's like microblogging happening, way longer captions. People are popping back up onto Twitter that I haven't seen in oh, forever. Lively. Twitter's a place to be now. Oh my God, I'm, I'm back. back on and Twitter. we were we're old school Twitter people, right? Like we were yeah, exactly. on Twitter ten years ago, living it up. Um, and oh, now yeah. it's, it's had a revival. It's hilarious. I get lost in Twitter threads like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like I'm just like, what is even happening? This is yeah, it's pretty awesome. And and it's true. I think just that human need to like interact and to get that validation in a, in a sense and have feedback, just a little bit of feedback and say, "Hey, I'm here. I take up space even if it's, you know, even if it's digital space." <laughs> something, something. Cuz I think too we're even how we're reacting to things is different, right? So things are bothering us more or things are making us happier or we're fighting. And that's, I think what baking's doing. We're finding these joys and we're finding these moods that are very big feelings uh, because we're just, we're with ourselves and our own thoughts a lot. So what do you, you know, what's funny is I caught myself thinking about this. You and I have talked about this a lot as well in terms of the evolution of personal brands and blogging. And I know you always, you tend to give a lot of what your content uh, coaching always ends up touching into brand. And you ask like me some really personal, personal questions. Um, last time um, we had like an intensive and I loved it. I felt like it was more of a therapy session. Like it was so awesome. Um, but it's interesting because I started thinking about it now. I've seen a lot of people almost uncomfortable with what they're posting because all of a sudden their brands or, you know, it feels to me, and they've talked about it in stories and stuff too. These are some of the larger influencers just saying like, it feels like their brands are off brand because of the kind of crisis mm-hmm. context of where we are. And, and, you know, and some, and the thing is true, like what you were just saying about baking, I feel like everybody is drawing, drawn to something that makes them feel good right? So in some cases, it's fun stories in flashy stories. And some it's like heartfelt. And I feel like, you know, my instinct, I know I'm not, I'm not a huge influencer, but at the time of this recording, (laughs) but like I, you know, but I too, uh, you know, questioned, you know, like my content in that, in that vein and that like, is my brand appropriate now? Am I allowed to tell my story the way I want to tell it? Um, because of this, just because of the seriousness um, and the gravity of what's going on, what what do you what do you think? What do you say about that? Yeah, I think I'm of mixed minds in, in a few different directions. One for you know talking about personal brand and influencer and that kind of thing. I mean, there's a human behind the brand, right? So at the heart of it all, most people are still sharing who they are in their stories. And that's valid. And so, of course, it might look different and it might not be the same, you know, uh, personal experience that we once lived, but it's still your lived experience and your story. So it's always valid to be you and to share you in whatever format you're comfortable, I think. I think it's it's not that you need to hide it. And one of the things is um, if you've been growing and I know you're extremely authentic and you've always grown in a way that is uh, true to you and true to you know your story and journey but for most influencers and personal brand people if if that's how they've always grown or presented themselves then that will still remain even if it looks differently or or the platform 
frequency might reduce because obviously life is different. Um, So I think on one hand, of course, there's still a need for stories to connect. Of course, there's still a need for that authentic conversation and personal conversation Uh, where it, I think, maybe doesn't connect in that same way is if it was built on, you know, if it was a little bit built on straw or built on something that wasn't a solid foundation, I think those are the brands that are struggling most. And those are the, the influencers who are going, okay, I really need to examine what this looks like and what this means. If we think about things like that um, aspirational kind of influence world with high ticket fashion shopping experiences, right now that's probably seeing a big shift. We're probably not connecting in that same way. But maybe that personal blogger is able to, you know, shift how they're sharing their journey with things differently. It's, it's, and that's just one example of many, many, many in the influencer world, but you can see where that disconnect might be coming in. So, you know, yes, share your story. That's truly you. And if it wasn't built on a strong foundation, now is the time to, to adjust and, and kind of put those foundations in place um, to connect with people, I think. Um, because and, and even one of the things I've always done is I've had lines in the sand. I've had things that I don't share and I'm always happy you, who you meet on Bit of Mom Sense on Instagram. That's me, but it's usually an edited me because if we meet in person, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's, she's totally like that in stories too, but I probably swear a bit more in person or, you know, I'll crack a joke a little bit more because it's a natural conversation. So there's nothing wrong with having edits on what I share. Um, it doesn't change who I am though. And, you know, that's always, even when I write on the blog with words uh, before Instagram became big and you did more video and stories and stuff, my words is basically how if we sat down to have a cup of coffee, that's kind of how I wrote. That's how I would answer that question or tell you that story in a very similar way. So I, I would say from a branding perspective, Um, Yeah, there's definitely something to look at because the climate is different and we have to be sensitive and not everyone's uh, experience in this is the same. My experience is extremely privileged. Um, I'm able to work from home. I'm able to have a full cupboard full of food. There are things I recognize are different than other people uh, struggling. Uh, So it's going to be different. But yeah, you you still want to share your stories. I do have a lot of people um, in my small community who turn to me and say, oh, you're so positive. You're so positive. And it's, but what I'm finding is that on, on days that I'm actually having a challenge, like I'm really, really having problems connecting with my, my joy. And that, those are a lot of days now, you know, like it is hard. It is hard right now. What's interesting is that I feel that my stories almost give people permission to feel their feelings, whatever those feelings are. So if I, if I tell my story and I say, I'm having a really bad day today, whereas before I would have questioned it as, is this the message that I want to give? Now I'm like, no, I, I just want to be myself and I need to connect with my own feelings and hopefully other people will be able to connect with theirs too. It's needed because I'm always surprised because I'm certainly, I uh, 
hold a lot of things close to myself and I have a great support group that's off of social media. So when I'm having, you know, terrible days, I text those people before I typically turn online. But when I turn online and say and give my truth and say, you know, this is why this was rough or this is the struggle or, you know, here are the thoughts I'm feeling it always surprises me that there are people who also feel that way. So it does me good to share with my audience in a very true way at times, because then I'm reminded I'm not alone. And, you know, that's a very powerful thing as well. We're just going to take a little break. I'm going to remind you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Let It Land Podcast so you don't miss any of our guest bios and fun offers and giveaways. And remember, you can save $10 off of your next purchase of Nixwear just by clicking the special link in the notes and entering the code NYX10 at checkout. Okay, let's get back to Becky. That, you know what? That is exactly it. I feel like one of the things that I'm so grateful for social media for is is that it really does allow us to um, to process things externally. Why do I feel so much better when I'm finally telling the truth? You know what I mean? When I'm it, and it's not just about oh I'm accountable. Um, just like sharing the joy or sharing you know, not letting go of shame, all of these different things and putting it out there. And it does, it really does. Um, it, it, it's cathartic. It's absolutely yeah. cathartic. So it's, it's really good to see people doing things like this and to, to sharing on that level. And I think this also speaks to how you build an audience as well. It's not just, you know, it's not a one way communication. Social media isn't meant where I'm just going to speak at you and tell you stuff you know, we want the engagement, we want the chat, when I'm sharing a story, whether it's something silly or goofy, or something more serious, or something about business or something about the kids. It's not that, you know, I need you to um, just consume it. In a perfect world, there would be an ongoing conversation or a relationship that builds, even if you never reply back or talk, there is still that that relationship that builds. And I think there's a lot of power to that. And with personal brands, that's really at the heart, you know, is, is there's a trust factor and, and connecting in, in that way. Um, and now more than ever, because this is how we have to talk to people. You know, on that note, on the trust, which is another thing that I know a lot of influencers are having um, kind of uh, mixed feelings about right now is taking on um, ads and taking on collaborations and taking on sponsored posts. And although, okay, I'm of two minds because honestly, like you're all, you are supporting small business and it is, this is, uh, getting, getting a sponsored post on social media or through influencing is definitely as grassroots as you can make it right now, you know, and you are plugging into a community and you're, I mean, hats off to you if you're a small business and you are, you know, creating a, a content strategy that is that is allowing you to survive right now in this insane economic climate. So, um, you know, I personally don't have a problem with it, but I know that a lot of people who are, again, consuming, I guess, other influencer content are, you know, seem to be uh, passing judgment on the fact that they have ads in their content. So, you know, it's like mom story, mom story, mom story, ad, I personally, again, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's fine. I don't really bat an eyelash at it. 
But what do you think about what do you think about that? You know, in the beginning when all this started, I had a few things that were coming out, and um, we paused. I talked to the brands, and they were very understanding. Um, the ones I've been working with have been super understanding. And then in the past couple of weeks, I've started to um, reintroduce them. So I do have ads that are coming. I have ad partnerships that are year round on the blog. I, I do that year round anyway. Um, so I think on one hand, there's it goes back to that foundation. If you have a strong foundation and you've built and you've made those partnerships, you're saying yes to an ad because it's a great fit or there's a reason to share it or, you know, it's fun for you and maybe fun for your audience. I'm seeing a lot of really fun giveaways with local people and that, why not? Right. And and that's your business. And so I don't think that's a problem. And you're always going to get people who are second guessing, you know, ads. And that has been, I mean, I've been a paid uh, blogger in the parenting space for 10 years with sponsorship and ads. Uh, and so there's always been feedback like that. At, you know, positive times and difficult times. It's, I think about, you know, how you're making those decisions. If you're just saying yes, and it's a really jarring fit with your audience, or it's something that your audience would never think to come to you for, you know, it just doesn't fit. It's usually very clear that way. You know, I, I feel like it's often at the end of the day, there's that gut check. If you can stand and look to someone and say, yeah, I, I partnered with them because of this, this, and this, and I'm really proud of it, then that's all you need to hold. That's that's for you to decide. Um, that's how I'm feeling about it. And I say that biasly, of course, because obviously I'm working with people and hope to continue to work with people in my blogging business. So I, I get it. And it usually, again, comes back to that you know, if your audience is shocked by something or um, surprised, well, is it just because they're confused or is there something more there? I think the that kind of the alignment is is the most important thing for me too, as somebody who's just uh, who's the end user who's like looking at some of my favorite people online and looking at content and being like, oh yeah, no, that totally makes sense to me. And, in and that fact, goes at any time, right? Like not just now. Like any time, there needs to be that alignment. It should be smart partnerships or those are the ones that land best for everyone smartnerships smartnerships look at that hashtag you see this is what happens to me in quarantine this is what happens it's hard the other reality is there's a lot of feelings and people have big feelings right now so you know I I think that's coming out sometimes but yeah if, if you're if it's your business and it just fits, it's okay. You just have to be able to own it. I think you're so right with the big feelings because, oh my goodness, there are, I mean, I, I didn't even know how I felt about certain things until I'm reading, again, a Twitter feed or I'm I'm on Instagram or I'm on Facebook. I read this. Oh my gosh. I had this thing. So I'm having one heck of a time balancing everything. That's my big thing. And, and in terms There's of no what balance. There's no balance right now. It's no, no, it's completely an illusion. And it was before, just right now, being <laughs> through it even clearer. But yeah, like, so um, you were saying even before how, you know, there's the content that you kind of edit a little bit. So, or curate, I, I like to say curate mm-hmm. um, or, you know, so, you know, it's me, right. But then there's, there's, there's privacy. There's still an element of privacy to things. 
Well, I have no idea. I feel like it's such a gong show over here half the time that I don't even know what to include or what not to include. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that. But the hardest thing I'm finding to talk about on any platform is the homeschooling thing. It's becoming a bit of a hot button issue. I did not know this. I did not know it until I read this like I was on a group in a Facebook. It's always a Facebook group, always. isn't it? Like, or Facebook oh in general. Totally. Totally. Oh my gosh. And there's like a teacher who's a parent as well. And she's like really upset that people are leaving the homeschooling behind. And I was like, found myself yelling at my laptop. I'm like, you don't know what I go through. Like I was. Yeah, it's a tough one. Like I have kids, as you know, they're 11 and 13. Um, So yeah, I mean, my, my grade eight, guy like he should have been graduating grade eight he goes to grade nine so I on one hand the guilty part of me thinks he's got to be ready for that right he's got to be ready to go back to school and the other hand you know I'm over it I am super over it um yeah it's funny I haven't talked a lot about it on social although I have shared it's hard that's kind of where we've gotten to the point the eldest is actually doing really well um Mm self-managing he's you know he's like I'll just get it done. And he doesn't like to hand things in late. The youngest is having a harder time doing it. And we finally chatted this week. And, you know, a lot of it comes, she said, it's not the same. And it's true. She's the extrovert. She wants to see her friends. She wants to be in those group settings. And she just, it's not the same. So this has been a good week. She's been getting stuff done. But we kind of have this one to two hour a day rule or plan where in that time, we get as much done and what doesn't get done doesn't get done. I have great respect for teachers. I was, you know, during all the strikes and everything, I'm on parent councils for both the kids' schools. I am a super fan of our schools and our teachers and the work they do. And I have great respect for them. This isn't the norm. You know, this isn't traditional homeschooling. This isn't traditional distance learning, even nothing about this is normal. Um, And so the, when I started to accept, you know, they're going to be fine. And we'll get through as much as we can. And especially math and French, those are I don't know why, but those are the ones that I worry about most, I don't want them to lose all the great work they've done. But most days, um, I refuse to make distance learning in these times, the battle I choose to have. I love that you said that it is a battle because that's another thing that I haven't, again, brought to any really of my platforms is talking about, um, is talking about that. And and it's funny, I came so close, Becky, I came so close yesterday Uh, and Vivi and I had this very long discussion about it. And, and, um, you know, uh, my five-year-old, he's, he's been very vocal about how he feels. He doesn't want to participate in the Google classes anymore because he says he's too sad seeing his friends and I yeah it is so hard and um and I too have a great like huge respect for uh for the teachers absolutely and for the school boards and for every even just people who are just trying so hard to keep adapting and to you know adjusting the parameters so that they can provide all these kids with you know learning and yeah, my heart really goes out to 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 everybody um, trying to create the curriculum that's going to support that. I think in part it's, you know, we didn't abandon it in the sense of um, I want them to have that kind of, okay, there's a place to go. You know, the, the calls if they want to chat with friends and 
the teacher feedback that's not from us like it's it's been good for them in that sense um and -hmm. it gives them something else to do that's a little bit guided but we definitely don't want to force anything because there are days where you know I'm working and trying to hit a deadline and it's hard and then I have to go you know I'm exhausted after certain work days so I can't imagine how it is for them it's just not the same and they have big feelings too that they're absolutely entitled to um so we're just kind of getting through yeah it's hard. It is hard. And it's also, um, it's really interesting. Uh, v, 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 we were just chatting about this before, and I know that she's fine with me sharing this, but even besides school, we were really impressed with the fact that all of these extracurricular uh, programs and stuff that the kids were enrolled in still try to create this, an end to their program, right? They're trying to mm-hmm. do the big performances and, and they're, they're trying to fulfill the deliverables or the, I mean, are the objectives, right. Of, of what they set out to do at the beginning of the year. And we just quit drama. We just literally like V was just like, I've been doing, I loved it for what it was. It was supposed to be a lunchtime thing. And now it's yeah. turning into homework, video production. We don't have the devices that she needs to do it. Like just all this. And there's so much stress. And it's, it's actually like she, she actually does more of the drama homework than she does math. And you know what I mean? It was such a shift for her. Yeah. Like she just quit. And, um, and I, I just said, you know what, that's okay. I understand. I understand. And I I do want to share more about that on uh, on my platforms to connect with parents but um I think a lot of people are feeling it and a lot of and it depends on the district it depends on the area it depends on the school there's so many things um and and I know the teachers are trying they're working hard and they're trying to do their best and it's uh, and not every home is created equal in terms of access and all the online stuff it's just I don't know. It's again, these are not normal times. So if we wanted to tell, if we wanted to do a little bit of takeaway for, let's say, writers or bloggers, or even just people who are sitting and and feeling good about engaging in social media a little bit more right now than they usually do, and are maybe kind of hesitant about, you know, what they're sharing, or if they should jump in on that conversation you know, do you have a few pointers maybe for people to come out of their shells a little bit? In general, the approach I take as someone who's usually very guarded is, again, going back to having that coffee. If you and I met up and I'm happy to kind of, you know, there's this little story, this little behind the scenes snippet that I'm happy to share. I'm sharing that for sure. And and I think that's just those human connections matter. And being able to to kind of put out who you are and, and what's interesting or what you're doing or what you're struggling with, all of that is valid. Uh, and so we don't need a reason to post that. I think we need to understand that as well. If you just want to share something because you feel comfortable and want it out there, then that's okay. It doesn't have to be for any other reason. And then I think what happens when we do give a little bit of ourselves to other humans um, there's something that comes back and it even if it's that relationship or that connection or that one person who sends me a message and says that's exactly how I felt when I did that too uh, I think that matters so it's less for me about that big brand feel the big influencer out there stuff and more about that one person maybe that that story is going to connect with uh, and that matters to me so I think for anyone else who's feeling that way if you start with that maybe that will help. For me, I'm, for my takeaway, even from this right now is just, you know, 
just taking that deep breath and feeling feeling the 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 story in my gut seeing if something if there's alignment um you know and 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 feeling catharsis and and just letting you know not letting fear drive and hitting hitting post hitting publish for me that's sort of what i've i mean <laughs> you're making me feel a lot better <laughs> this isn't really a podcast it's actually a therapy session thank you very much thank Lovely. you thank I'm glad yeah, it's no. happening. No, it's mm-hmm. hard. And in the beginning, and especially, you know, there was so much happening and it was just constantly changing. And some people were really still very out there and active. And I felt like I was doing nothing on any platform or anything. And um, again, going back to giving yourself that grace to feel whatever you need to feel and move forward the way you can, you know, now I'm ready. I'm, I'm planning again. I'm strategizing some business stuff. I feel a little bit more, okay, what's next. Um, but it took me a long time to get there. And I think people, you know, you're not alone and it's a very weird world. The influencer personal brand world where we're online and we're sharing it's, it's different. It's already a different industry. And then now in this landscape, it continues to be so I think it's important for people just to go back to, you know, who, who they are and we're humans behind the brands. So. I, I absolutely love that. Honor yourself, honor your story, honor your pace, right? All of these sort of and coming the, back. There's no joy in comparison. That's excellent. Yes. No, none, none. Especially because that during this time we are, as you said, so, so, um, it was such a powerful thing you said before, just that, you know, we're experiencing everything so differently. So what your experiences may not be mine, may not be somebody else's. And that's also a great way to have those unique stories out there and to sort of show that the, the kind of variety of human experience right now. Are you still doing sessions? Are you still offering um, bookings? Tell me how we can get people in touch with you at this time. Right uh, now. Yeah, people can go to RebeccaStanizic.com and there's a little bit of info. Like I said, that needs to be worked on. But bit of bomb sense on most socials. Uh, a DM is always a good way. My email is on uh, Instagram as well. And yeah, I've still been booking sessions. I spent the first few weeks with existing clients and kind of some clients of the past. And we did a lot of talk about, you know, shifting their communication and their, and their content messaging and just what they were doing. Cause a lot of them, you know, took an in-person event or plan or business and had to move it online. So then we were talking about marketing that. Uh, and then I have been booking into May content strategy sessions for influencers and small business as well to kind of, you know, get into the next steps. A lot of messaging conversations, uh, which even before all this, there was always that, you know, what do I post? What am I saying? And some clarity that always comes from messaging, I find. Uh, so a lot of that is happening right now as well. So, Well, I love it. And honestly, like the way that you uh, that cup of coffee approach that you have uh, (laughs) for your content is exactly the way that it feels when when you're coaching, it feels so intimate. And it's awesome. And it feels like you're just 
sitting down with your best friend and getting the help that you need. So I'm highly recommending anybody who is listening, who is wondering or writing down furiously notes as Becky talks, um, go to RebeccaStanizic.com and see if um, booking a session with her is the right thing for you. This has been such an amazing chat. I'd love to have you back on later. If that would be cool, come back. We can check back in. Mm -hmm. We can talk about how, you know, I don't know, how businesses, how the landscape has changed, hopefully, um, as we maybe, maybe not come out of this. I can't wait to have you back. Happy to. Thank Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I love talking to Becky any chance I get. She has such great advice. And you can follow her at Bit of Mom Sense on Instagram and check out all her offerings at RebeccaStanizic.com. I'll leave everything in the notes, of course, along with our Instagram at Let It Land Podcast and my special link to NYX, where you can enter NYX10 at checkout to get $10 off your purchase. Until next time, keep listening. I'm your host, Katty Nakai, letting it land.